הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים של דורנו, כל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש המשבר עצמה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש, צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה, רבנו נחמן מפגע בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן נאומן, זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם. Today we will do תורה אמן, תורה פורלי, ידליקו את המורן ציניאנה. רבנו שואלת את הדברים. מי שיודע מארץ ישראל, one who knows of the land of, the, of uh, the land of Israel, שתם באמת תם ארץ ישראל. What does it mean to know the land of, uh, of Israel? It means one who's truthfully tasted um, the, the taste of the land of Israel. One who's truthfully tasted Eretz Yisrael. He's able to know with regard to someone else whether this person was by um, a tzaddik on Rosh Hashanah or not. And whether that tzaddik is great at a great spiritual level or at a small one, and whether he's a, a true tzaddik or not, or if this person himself is a tzaddik. Just by knowing the true taste of the land of Israel, one is able to recognize with someone else, whether he was with a tzaddik on Rosh Hashanah or not, whether the tzaddik that he was with is true or false, or whether that person was with a tzaddik is also a tzaddik or not, etc., and all these elements. Because the taste of Eretz Yisrael can only be described to someone who knows the taste of, the, of intellect, who knows the taste of Sechel, who knows the taste of intellect. Because only someone who is a, which only someone who is a Bur, is capable of knowing this. Meaning, someone who is a Bur, someone who is ignorant, who doesn't know much. But someone who, who has an intellect, who knows of, of the mind. For example, Lomdim, uh, people who are, are studious, who feel um, a little bit of the taste of, uh, of the intellect with regard to difficult questions and straightforward meaning. People who actually studied the books of Torah. Or the way, like the way of those people who study. Or even wise people with regard to other wisdoms. Who, who are able to feel the taste of the intellect, of the mind. Only they can truly understand the taste of the land of Israel. Because it's brought down in the Gemara, also in the Zohar, Parashat Pinchas. In the Tikkunim also, that the land, the heir of the land of Israel makes a person wise. And the taste of wisdom and intellect is certainly very precious. But the essential greatness of the holiness of the land of Israel is only through what we call Hashkachat Hashem the providence of Hashem. The divine providence of God. And because God is constantly looking and gazing at the land of Israel, brought down in Dvarim chapter 11, that the eyes of God, Hashem, your God, are constantly upon the land from the beginning of the year till the end of the year, as it says in the verse. So because of that, because of God's divine providence that's constantly spread throughout the land, and God is constantly looking at the land with His eyes. Because of that, the land of Israel 
is holy and sanctified. And uh, the error is able to make a person wise. Why? Because the eyes, and why the eyes? Because God's eyes are looking upon the land of Israel. So God's eyes are connected to the land. And what are the eyes? The eyes connote wisdom. Because the opening of wisdom is what we call the eyes, the opening of the eyes. How do we know this? Both of their eyes were opened. With regard to Adam and Chaba, what does Rashi say? This is said in reference to wisdom. Now what does it mean both of their eyes were open? Rashi says this means that their wisdom was open, that they were given wisdom. So because of the fact that the eyes of Hashem are on the land of Israel, that He's constantly looking upon it. Through this, the land of Israel brings wisdom. As we see literally in the, the proof with regard to the eyes of Adam and Chaba opening up. And that means that it, their wisdom opened up. But how is it, or from where, is this aspect of God's eyes looking upon the land of Israel awakened? Where did this come from? Why is it that God's eyes are uh, are constantly looking upon the land of Israel and that He's engaged in the, and that the land of Israel has His divine providence upon it? And this is created, Rabbeinu answers, through the souls of the Jewish people. That God takes so much pride in these souls. Israel, it's in you whom I take pride. God says. So God takes pride very much in us. And through that pride and splendor which God takes in us, He creates the aspect of tefillin. The, the aspect of tefillin is created. Why? Because tefillin is also called pe'er splendor, as it says in Gemara Sukkah, page 25. And what is tefillin? Which is also called pe'er splendor. Similar to the splendor which God takes in us. That tefillin is also called mochin intellect, mentalities. And these mentalities enter within the chambers of a person's mind and burst out through the eyes. And it's from this, the aspect of tefillin, which stems from the splendor in which God takes in us, the Jewish souls. It's from that which God's hashkacha is upon the land of Israel. Why? Because God takes splendor in us. That splendor then creates a splendor of tefillin. And the, 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 the light of tefillin then bursts throughout the eyes because the tefillin is called the mentalities. And what about the mentalities, the intellect? We said that the intellect or wisdom connotes um, or has a connection with the eyes. So we see that that uh, mentality of the tefillin then bursts throughout the eyes and that turns into the hashkacha v'ashamid bach. Okay. And this awesome, very deep idea, Rabbanu continues. He adds... Um, uh, for this reason that we call the land of Israel the land of Israel because now Rabbanu is explaining the sod that why the land of Israel is receiving its holiness from what we call Israel it's in you whom I take pride meaning the land is receiving its holiness from the, the Jewish souls from which God takes pride why? Because the only reason why the holiness exists is from the Hashkacha Hashem, the divine providence of God. Where does the divine providence stem from? It stems from the pride in which God takes upon us. That pride then stems into the pride of Tfilin. And then that Tfilin then bursts throughout the eyes. The mentalities burst throughout the eyes. Ach, bevadai lo kol haitim shavod b'yikavod Yisrael le'ashem itbach. 
and it's uh, certain. However, it's certain that not all times um, are equal in Yisrael's closeness to God. Meaning, Yisrael's closeness to Hashem is certainly not the same at all times. Because at some times, there's times when a person distances himself from God. And on the contrary, the Shrina screams out, Heavy is my head, heavy is my arms. Meaning, it screams, is because um, the splendor and the pride has been damaged and blemished. Meaning, the Shrina, the Divine Presence, screams out because the pride of the Jewish people has been, has been damaged. That God is not able to take pride in that in the in the Jewish people. And therefore, the tefillin has been blemished. Because the tefillin is only created as a result of that pride in which God takes in us. And this is what it says. Heavy is my head, heavy is my arms. Why? Specifically the head and the arms. Because one places the tefillin upon the head and the arms. Specifically, those two places. It's only when one Jew comes closer to God and then another person in the Jew, another Jewish soul wants to serve Hashem. And the more Jewish souls are added to the aspect of serving God and coming closer to Him, the more Jewish people get closer. Then God's pride within us greatens. And is added. That um, God, blessed be He, takes pride within His nation, Israel, um, who is drawing close to Him. And through that pride which God takes in us, now that more souls are coming closer to Him, from this, the Tfilin is created in Mochin. The aspect of the intellect, and it's from this that this, the holiness of the, the the holy land, the land of the Israel, is created. As we said above, that the land of Israel brings wisdom. Through the eyes of God's divine providence. Ah, moreover, one who is able to see this splendor in which God takes pride in the Jewish people. One who is able to see that splendor which God takes pride in us. He's able to receive or he receives the aspect of splendor and mentalities from that splendor which he's seeing that he's seeing between God and the Jewish people. He's also able to take a, a true splendor from that. And then by this person who's able to recognize the splendor which God takes in the Jewish people. And was able to see it and to discern it, discern it and to recognize it. He too now has the aspect of tefillin created on him. And then those that tefillin enters within that person's mind, and they burst throughout the eyes. And then the eyes of this tzaddik, this awesome person, also enter the aspect of the, the eyes of God. Then. In any single place, when this which this person gazes at and looks at, <laughs> every place which this person looks at, then becomes the heir of Eretz Yisrael, which brings wisdom. Meaning, the person he looks at, the place he looks at, brings <laughs> now has wisdom associated with it. <laughs> because the essential holiness of the land of Israel is only from the aspect of those eyes which we mentioned above, which now 
not only God possesses, but a person who is able to recognize that splendor also possesses. But who is this person who is able to see God? Who is able to see God's pride? Omnam still. The one who sees this true tzaddik, the true tzaddik, who brings people close to God's service. And he is the essential way in which the Jewish people draw close to their Father in heaven. We see the result of all of this is that what? That he himself, this tzaddik himself, is the splendor in which God takes pride in the Jewish people. He is the ultimate splendor. Because it's through him that all this um, approaching to God and all this splendor takes place. Therefore, one who looks at this tzaddik, and specifically, the main time to look at the tzaddik is at the time when everyone comes together. At the time when we're all coming close, when the entire world comes close. Um, <clears throat> to listen to the word of God from him, of Yoter, and all the more so, specifically on Rosh Hashanah, at that time, is the specifically the greatest kibbutz, the greatest collection, whenever everyone should come close to the tzaddik. And by the way, this is hinting to us that Be'emet, this only takes place by one tzaddik by the name of Rabbi Nachman, because it's only he who said this idea, and it's only he who emphasized the aspect of Rosh Hashanah that everyone should come to him for Rosh Hashanah. It's only him who said this. So it makes sense that it's only him who has this koach to, to be able to bring all this wisdom, this avirat Israel within us, to bring the pride within us, as we're discussing. So it's at Rosh Hashanah when, the, when this kibbutz, when this collection of all the Jewish people coming together is at its greatest point. Then the splendor is at its greatest, highest level. Because of the fact that all these people who are desiring to come close to Hashem are all gathering together. And then the splendor and the beauty of this tzaddik is greatened. And it, it, it's added. It, there's more added upon it. Because he himself is that splendor. Therefore, one who truly looks at this true tzaddik, and he too receives from that splendor, and then by him, by this person, the aspect of the tfilin and the mentalities are created on him. And then he too also has the eyes that we mentioned above, the eyes of God, then in any place which this person is looking at, he too creates the aspect of As we said above, that the heir of the land of Israel brings wisdom. Because he brings wisdom into the air through just his mere gazing with his eyes, as we said above. Which is created from that splendor which the tzaddik bestows upon this person who comes to him. And this is the explanation of what is brought down in Yeshaya chapter 33. Your eyes will behold the king in his beauty. Meaning what? Meaning when you merit to see the king in his beauty. Meaning the tzaddik in his beauty and his splendor. Meaning at the time of the kibbutz, which is specifically Rosh Hashanah. That it's at that time, at that 
collection when all the Jewish people come together, specifically on Rosh Hashanah, when all the Jewish people come together to go to Tzadik. And specifically now today, the Tikkun happens in Uman by Rabbeinu HaKadosh, by Rabbi Nachman. Rabbeinu is saying that when everyone comes to the Tzadik on Rosh Hashanah, that it's at that time when the beauty and the splendor of the tzaddik is at its greatest point. Through that, your eyes will see a faraway land. It says, Your eyes will see a faraway land. Meaning what? The land of Israel. Meaning the air of the land of Israel brings wisdom, as we said. <clears throat> because wisdom is called Machakim, far away. How do you know? It says, Your eyes will see a land which is far away. Rabban was translating Machakim, far away, to be wisdom. Meaning that your eyes, when you see something, you will bring the land of wisdom, meaning you, you will bring the air of Eret Israel into that thing, and now that air will be, will be infused with wisdom. So why does wisdom have to do with far away? I thought I'd be wise. Shlomo Amalek says, but it's far away. Meaning wisdom is far away. You'll see a far away land. Meaning what? That wisdom is far away. So you're going to see a land of wisdom. Meaning, once you see the tzaddik and his beauty and his splendor, as we said, meaning, once that happens, any single place which you see with your eyes, you create the air of the land of Israel, which brings wisdom. It's amazing. It's really, really something we cannot even express in words. It's so awesome. This word says, Your eyes will see a faraway land. As we said above, we find Therefore, one who has a desire and a, a yearning for the land of Israel, specifically one who truly tasted, genuinely the true taste of the land of Israel. When this person meets and speaks together with someone who was by the true tzaddik on Rosh Hashanah, he's obliged to feel that true taste of the land of Israel. Because it's through this man who was there on Rosh Hashanah, he creates this air in the aspect of the land of Israel. And now it's fitting for this person to be awakened within this person, this yearning and this, this longing for the land of Israel. Each and every person according to his level. The main thing is what? That it should be with with sincerity and with wholesomeness. That you should long for the land of Israel with truth, not with ulterior motives, but because it's Hashem's land that He gave it to us. And there's many other ideas with regard to this. Because a person, as it says in the Midrash, a person doesn't die with half his desires in his hand. We see that you can never fill your desire and your raton, your, your will in this world. Um, or you cannot fill your desire with money at all. Forever, you, even if you try to amass all the money in the world, you will never fill your desire. Because you will constantly be lacking. 
but there's something called a shefakfula, a twofold bounty. Money will fly to you. Connoting a double amount. This aspect of what? Uh, a double amount. Money will fly to you. It's a it's a shefa kafula. It's a twofold bounty. It's a twofold influx. We find with this shefa, with this influx we're talking about, this twofold one. Your desire is fulfilled because of the fact that it's doubled. It's a twofold. The Rosh Hashanah did not finish explaining that idea. But Baruch Hashem, that's it for today. We really merited to study such an awesome lesson, and may we merit to have eat by done to have done by each and every one of us this aspect of tefillin mochin peer, these eyes of Hashem that we can truly attain if, as long as we're by the the kibbutz on Rosh Hashanah. So bezrat Hashem, may we merit to be an Ummah on this upcoming Rosh Hashanah. May we pray constantly to actually attain this because we know the entire tikkun is dependent upon this. Bezrat Hashem, may we continue studying lesson to lesson and uh, applying the advice of Rabbeinu in simplicity.